0: Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hey, Mom. Welcome back to
1: the podcast studio. Thank you, thank you. Good to be back. Yes.
0: And we missed you last week, but um, you did listen to the podcast and I hope you learned something uh, something new um, from a science you know perspective. What did you think of the podcast last week?
1: Hey, thanks for holding down the fort without me. <laughs> yes um, it was just a rough week and uh, kind of hard to show up um, here on the podcast. So thanks for holding down the fort and. Having a great show. I was so relaxed doing the dishes the other day. So thank you for um, sharing your experiences in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I love uh, what.
0: Oh, you mean the poem? Red yeah. sky, red skies at night, sailors delight. Is that Mourn, sailors be warned? Yes, it's a nice um, and it's, you know, it's anonymous. But it dates back to, like I said, uh, Matthew and Jesus and has been used uh, as a warning for shepherds, sailors, uh, even farmers. You know, that's like like we talked about in the pre-show. Those guys didn't have access to weather forecasts, you know, yeah. se- weeks the, Your app,
1: your app, your just your app on your iPhone. No, it's and you know, you wanted if you're going to see a red sky, you wanted to see it at night, right? You didn't yes. want to see it in the morning. And that, you know, from the scientific side of things, that's pretty awesome because the water vapor is actually bouncing through the, the, um, spectrum, the light spectrum, you know, mm-hmm. Roy G Biv. And yeah. if there are a lot of dust and moisture in the sky, in the air, then the water vapor is going to bounce through and show a red sky. So that means that, you know, the clouds were full of moisture. There was probably going to be a storm coming. So, and if it was at night, it usually, usually meant it was going to be a clear sky for the next day. So,
0: yes uh, you know,
1: they were able to tell, weather because of the pattern. So I love that you got to actually see that in Michigan. I'm sure it was a nice welcome home.
0: It was, it was beautiful. And, um, I have seen a little bit more vivid ones and it's actually the uh, wallpaper on my phone. I'll have to show it to you. It is literally the sky is hot pink, magenta, blood red, you know, hints of orange, just Mm -hmm. all the colors. And it's When you see that, it stops you in your tracks. So I think it was a kind of a good precursor since today we're going to talk about the atmosphere. I think that was kind of a nice little, you know, tease. Hey, we're going to talk more about the atmosphere. Yeah, Uh, atmosphere. Yes. So, uh, but before we we dive into the atmosphere, the Earth's atmosphere, let's talk a little bit about what we did for the planet. You know, we're both traveling. So um, what did you do for the planet last week, honey?
1: So I was traveling for Memorial day and it was a great weekend. It was really nice to be able to get away after, you know, um, what happened in Uvalde. And then also for Memorial day, it's just, I think it's great to get away and you know, however you're able to just be in the moment and, you know, say a prayer and be there for um, just appreciation of the soldiers, you know? So it was great Mm -hmm. to be at the lake and enjoying my family, but you know, whenever you are traveling, it can be pretty easy to be sustainable. You just have to take some steps ahead of time, you know, so be prepared. And when I was packing, I knew we were going to be doing some hiking. I knew we were going to be on the lake. So I made sure to pack everybody's reusable water bottles. And that's such a big deal. You may be saying, Hey, Raquel, you know, I can't do all the things you are doing, but I do have a reusable water bottle. And that's great for two reasons because the plastics in our water bottles You know, they do seep through into the water you drink, which get into your body and then you excrete them and they go out into the blood, you know, into the water streams. And so it is a cycle that we want to try to stop wherever we can. So just packing those bottles and then you don't have to buy more disposable single use plastic that you're not going to use. And half the time that just ends up, you know, whether wherever people are hiking, right, whether hiking um, in the mountains or just, you know, by a creek. And so if you can stop, you know, just the litter from the water bottles, I think that that is a great earthy thing that you can do while you're on vacation and while you're traveling. So I made sure to Mm -hmm. pack everybody's reusable water bottles. And then I also was really proud. I set up a recycle station at my in-laws at their house in Arkansas. And, you know, we've never done it before, but I looked in the trash and there was wine bottles, there was um, soda cans, you know, the egg cartons, milk jugs, all those things that were recyclable. So I said, Hey, let's start a recyclable. Let's at my house, we have left side is the trash and right side's recycled. They said, Great, let's do it. You know, and if that's all you're doing is just sharing your love of the planet. And maybe next time you go to your office or you go to a friend's house, or your in laws, you'll be able to say, um, Hey, let's start a recycling bin. And I think that was a great thing and it went over pretty well. So was able to to be sustainable and earthy on my vacay how about you mom
0: oh well done Raquel I'm so glad that you are you know you're walking the walk mm-hmm. uh, and you're mm-hmm. also being an example and, and a leader by helping your in-laws say hey we can do this it's not that hard let's just separate it yes Raquel I of course do my four P's, the four pillars Uh, gray water being number one and I do that even here because one of the things that we did on the way up we always stopped at this one farmer's market and I got uh, some petunias so I got these huge um, hanging petunia baskets so of course they need gray water Um, and I have brought up some plants that I need to put in the ground so they're getting gray water And then I do what I do at home. I clean out, rinse and dry the recycling. And we take that to town with us. And they have, it's on the way when we go. And they have everything, you know, separated, plastic, glass, cans, cardboard. And Big Papa just jumps out and puts it all in the different little, you know, containers and um, we don't have a whole lot of litter on the beach up north, but I did. There are usually some cigarette butts. So I did pick up some of those using my coffee cup that I had, you know, drank all the coffee and just picked those up, brought them home with me. And then the big thing, Raquel, is, you know, we have done a show on reducitarian lifestyle. And I went five days without meat because, you know, as you and I both know, meat equals methane and methane's a gas that. Uh, Is, you know, apparently leaking into our atmosphere all the time. And, you know, it's a greenhouse gas. So five days without meat. um, I'm going to stick with that. Um, And it's, you know, living off grid can be a challenge, but I like to look at it as a puzzle or a problem to solve. So, you know, you get to hear a little bit of the fire cracking in last week's podcast because we had, we had that propane leak. So we had to use our guests, or I'm sorry, our wood stove for heating and also for cooking. So it was a little, you know, pioneer woman. So I really enjoyed it, but you know, going to town, we try to do all the errands, the recycling, we do all the shopping because it is an hour away. So you know, the next thing that's really has changed in me, Raquel, is my consumer habit. You know, we talk about good habits, bad habits. My consumer habits, the mindset is completely shifted uh, as a consumer. I mean, I look at everything now. I have my EWG app on my phone. I look at every purchase and if it's not good for the planet, it's not good for me. It's it's not, I'm not going to buy it. And so, you know, I did want some face wipes because I had brought what I had left from the last trip in March that we went out of town. So I saved those specifically for travel. I was out, um, but I didn't need that were compostable. So I just said, okay, no face wipes for you. And I really wanted some because they had some different brands, you know, that had the rose with coconut water. And I was just like, Oh, that looks so looks heavenly. And I bet it smells divine, but I just said, okay, no. And I thought I had lotion up here, but I don't. So, and I did have my bath and, you know, my bath and body works coupons with me, but I, and that was right next to the store that I was shopping at but I didn't go in because I knew I'd be tempted. So I just said, well, we're going to the mire. Let me see if I can find something there. If I can, I can't, if I can't, I can't. And luckily for me, I found some hydrating lavender oil, some hydrating Jasmine oil in glass bottles, Raquel with the glass, you know, stoppers. And, um, it was a, that was a real fine. So I love the way they smell. They have they have the fresh jasmine in one of them, the fresh lavender in the other, and I'm mixing those and, and I'm putting that on my skin, and it feels divine. So I feel like that was the big win, was the the hydrating oil that I can use all over my body, including my face. So big win for me, um, and that's pretty much what I try to do for the planet every day. And I am adding, like you said. Um, our consumer choices, that, that is a huge power. And the more that we not buy things that are in plastic, there will be more options for us. Right, Raquel? There will be more options in glass. Yes.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm impressed every time I go to the store. I see more and more glass bottles or cardboard containers. So I'm all about that.
0: Yes, me too, so hey guys, if you' any of you big producers or you know who you are you're listening, we want glass bottles and we want cardboard packaging cardboard packaging more of that, so anyways, raquel, um... let's move on to climate change watch and this week in climate change watch, a storm system on Memorial Day touchdown in Minnesota containing rain-wrapped tornadoes, straight-line winds, and hail battering several counties, destroying some buildings entirely, and damaging many others. The National Weather Service crews believe it was an EF2 with sustained winds at 120 miles per hour. This is the second twister in less than two weeks in the Great Lakes region. Meanwhile, 90 million Americans are living with extreme drought. Almost half of the United States is in drought condition. And California is in a record 1,200-year drought pattern. And they are now experiencing water restrictions. The city of Las Vegas, Nevada, is pulling up all grass in public easements. Because like me, the United States' second largest water reservoir, which provides that state's water, is at... 30 percent. That is a critical low level. Hey, Raquel, you know, we're going to talk about our atmosphere. We're both excited to do that today. So I found a cute analogy I think will help people understand why, why it's, you know, why it's important and what it is. Uh, I found this on NASA and they, they talk about just consider the atmosphere a jacket for the planet because it helps keep us warm, and it gives us oxygen to breathe. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I thought that was really cute. So people that, you know, can't visualize what the atmosphere is, you know, you, all right now we can see is right the, the very bottom part, which is, you know, the troposphere, that's the number, that's the first one, the troposphere. And that's five to nine miles high, and it starts at our surface. So it's the densest part of the atmosphere and it's where most of our weather occurs. So it's the closest layer to earth. The clouds are, hit, are there and air is found in the troposphere. So Raquel, you're up next.
1: The stratosphere. So after the troposphere, you've got the stratosphere and it extends about 31 miles high. And we know this as the ozone layer. It absorbs solar radiation and scatters it into a, into this layer. So this layer helps protect us from harmful UV rays. We've all heard about the UV rays. So if mm-hmm. we didn't have the stratosphere, uh, we would need, you know, an extra layer. We, it helps protect us. And this is also the layer that airplanes fly in to avoid turbulence. So the clouds are in the troposphere. That's where weather happens. The stratosphere is just one layer above that. And that's usually where you're flying in the airplane. So you're usually flying above the clouds.
0: Oh, I love that, Raquel. That's that gives me such a goosebumps. I love thinking about that because you can see the clouds. You know, when you do start to climb, you can look down on the clouds and it's just so beautiful. So uh, the next one is called the Mesosphere, and that one is 53 miles high and it is right above the stratosphere. And this is the cool part. This is where our meteors burn up. So I thought that was pretty cool. Don't you, Raquel?
1: Mm-hmm. I definitely love seeing the shooting stars there.
0: Yes, the coldest layer uh, is 90 degrees below zero. So that's why, you know, when those hot pieces of, of stars, they, they come into where we can see them. And in, in our viewpoint, they are going through that layer and they're actually burning up. So mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, they go through that layer and that's where you see that tail. For the shooting star or the asteroids, right? The big rocks.
0: Yes, yes. And you know, when I taught you when you were young, whenever you see a shooting star, what would I tell you? I would tell you that another soul's gone to heaven because you know, and I would obviously tell y'all oh, we're all made of stardust. And you are like, "No, mommy, we are." I was like, "Yeah." we are all made of stardust. So yeah, I love that. I love that, you know, just that imagery of the meteors going through that. So that takes us right next to the thermosphere. And this one is a very large layer. It's 372 miles high. And this is another cool thing is where the aurora and satellites occur. So if anyone has heard of the aurora borealis, we've actually seen the Northern Lights from our beach up here up North. Um, uh, unfortunately we can't see that in the lower, you know, Southern part of the United States, but up here, because we do cross the 45th parallel after you get past Grand Rapids, I believe you cross that 45th parallel. So actually Raquel, I'm closer to the North pole now than I am to the South pole. Mm
1: -hmm. So that's,
0: yeah. So, um, you know, they're, the northern lights are breathtaking and this is the warmest layer and it rises up to 2000 degrees Celsius. So that's a hot layer. So that makes sense. The The reason why the, the northern lights can shift and move the way they do. So I think that's a really cool. A, one of my favorite layers is the thermosphere, obviously. So. What's up for next? Well,
1: uh, inside the thermosphere is another layer called the ionosphere. And this um, is an abundant layer of electrons and ionized atoms and molecules that stretches 30 miles up to the edge of space. And so this is um, a layer, I know you said you love the thermosphere, probably because of this, Um, this makes radio communication possible. It reflects the radio waves inside the thermosphere. So that's how we're able to
0: um, bounce
1: around radio waves and listen to radio stations. So I know you're, you're into that too.
0: Yes. When we were kids, Raquel, we had, you know, transistor radios and it was an art form be able to find a station and to keep the station because you know the the frequency shifts and if you've ever you know had to use a transistor radio people understand you put up the antenna you know and we would point it in a different direction to try to receive you know the radio waves better so things are a lot different now we have you know more satellites up, obviously, uh, up in space. Uh, we have better technology, obviously, but back in the day, uh, getting a radio station, and you would always try to get the ones that were far, far away from you, and if you could get that, that was just such a cool thing, you know, to hear something that was out of state, if you could, and believe it or not, I always found that at nighttime, the radio waves And I don't know if that's because the sun had set or, you know, why why they were able to travel better, but it always seemed to be easier to find radio stations at nighttime. So that was a cool little little lesson there. And what's the last one, Raquel? There's one more that we have.
1: Uh, The exosphere. So that is the upper limit of the atmosphere extends 6,200 miles. And this is a layer, um, you know, we talked about all the different air that's found, but this is a layer mostly composed of hydrogen and helium. And then this is also the layer that you'll find satellites and spaceships. This is where they
0: orbit um, the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's where uh, the blue origin goes up <laughs> and they come right back down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, I think another real easy way for people, especially because, you know, I've been sending this to some of the homeschooled uh, neighbors that I have, uh, that this is, you know, an easy lesson plan for her. I'll send her the podcast if I think it's appropriate. But another way, you know, (laughs) to imagine the atmosphere is to think of it as an orange peel. You know, it's an orange that surrounds the planet, but there's different layers of that peel. And each layer has a specific job to do for the planet. So, um, and you know, Raquel, we're, we're talking, you know, science here, but we're not going into too much depth because, you know, we want to, we want people to have enough knowledge to make it interesting, to find out things you don't like about the Aurora, where the weather happens, the satellites, all that fun stuff. But there's other reasons why people need to care about the atmosphere. Isn't there Raquel?
1: Yes. And actually this is a great lesson plan. If you are at you know, you're with your kids' home this summer, you want to do some homeschool lessons. This is a great lesson. And like you said, you know, thinking about the orange, you know, give the kids some oranges and have them peel off and then talk about the different layers. So I think that's a great, you know, intro into the atmosphere and weather. And you may have some future meteorologists, you know, Mm -hmm. you never know. So Um, Yes. But the the atmosphere is important for many reasons. Like we said, the atmosphere pretty much is this insulating layer. It protects us from the intense light and heat from the sun and anything else that's in space that could be flying at us. Right. Like, like, um, you know, rocks from space asteroids. So then you've got, um, gosh, what else do we need oxygen we need oxygen mm-hmm. to breathe. where do we find oxygen we find oxygen in the atmosphere so that's another reason why the atmosphere is important because it's the gas it has the gas that we need to breathe and survive and it also gives us weather it gives us the weather cycle it gives us different temperatures gives us rain sun wind um, to help us farm and to be able to just live on this great earth so um yes shout out to the atmosphere
0: Yes, yes. And, oh, by the way, a hummingbird just stopped by to listen to the podcast. <laughs> he literally just came up to the picture window and looked at me, Raquel. He he must smell those petunias. So, yes, uh, I thought that this was, you know, a wonderful way for the earthy girls to, you know, we talked about the earth, the earth crust, you know, actually what the earth is made of. But we have to include the atmosphere because that is a part of the earth. And it's something I feel like most of us take for granted. Uh, but we really have to have it. And I think the more people learn to you know understand science can be very complicated Raquel I did a lot of research on the atmosphere and I thought you know we're not going to dumb this down but we are going to simplify it this because... is a
1: very elementary yes based science lesson so you can do this with your kids you can learn a little bit more and so say yeah it actually is important to care about our atmosphere our ozone layer this is important the air we breathe you know maybe my kids have asthma or allergy issues that directly affects you that's the air you're breathing that's the atmosphere. So, um, you know, we may start saying, Hey, what have you done for the atmosphere lately?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, Raquel, that's a great segment. What have you done for the atmosphere lately? So yes, because it is a part of the earth. And like we said, it is very, it's a very basic fundamental elementary, uh, segue into it, but yeah, take it, take it up a notch, you know, y'all guys go to uh, NASA.gov and there's so much information. Uh, go to your local, you know, your local university, go to their science department and check out their their space and physics, you know, do that. You can take your kids to a planetarium this, you know, and also too, we're going to do in August, we're going to do a episode on dark sky, the International Dark Sky Association, because August, late, mid to late august is a great time at least in the texas area to see uh shooting stars and meter showers so we will definitely do a, a story on that we'll do some more stuff on the stars um but you know this like we said it's just a quick little episode and we'll be back you know in the studio next week i hear the grandkids I know it's probably time for us to, to say goodbye, but if you love the podcast, especially if you love science, you know, follow us on Instagram, find us on Facebook at the earthy girls on Instagram we're earthygirl.co. on Facebook, we're earthy girls and share this episode with your friends and family, uh, if you like us, so anyways Markel great episode so glad to have you back and next week we'll have another episode on the earth and I'll be busy writing that and um, like I said uh, it's good to have you back I'm glad you're feeling better
1: thank you I'm back and I've got a little um, earthy kid that wants to say hello so say hello hi Hi! Say hello. Say hey, earthy people. Hey, earthy people. We are at home this summer, so we're doing all the fun lessons. And uh, shout out—you know—give us a shout out if you want to learn something specific to help teach your kids. We'll be here. So have a great summer and stay earthy. Stay earthy. Bye.
0: This episode was brought to you by Petals to Paper: The Magic Behind the Making.
1: This episode is brought to you by Arlo Floral. We are a Dallas based floral design company specializing in weddings, events, corporate parties, floral classes, and DIY tutorials. We'd love for you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and to visit our website at arlofloral.com.